2: hello 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 we are here we made it through the day <laughs> by the glory of god okay because i was suffering i was, I was suffering <laughs> listen i was struggling too mom work life oh, literally god. just put my kid in the bed i had to bribe kobe with a uh, spider-man I'm not gonna tell you how I got my kids in the bed, but (laughs) in (laughs) there. Oh, oh! (laughs) However, if if my kid walks in here, just you know, my business. (laughs) That's fine. fine. (laughs) So I don't get on here and do cozy room episodes much. But Mm -hmm. I felt like I should because it's still some people on this universe, despite me doing this since 2018, that do not know that this podcast exists. So maybe we might get some people coming here and might share their experience with daycares and what they don't like about it and what comes with it. Or maybe we won't. Or maybe we'll get somebody that doesn't have kids just like, damn, I know y'all is dealing with that. But my um well first of all, my I'm Sheehan, and that is Kiki. And mm-hmm. I uh I'm doing Cozy Woman podcast on here, which is a parenting podcast. This is episode 18, and we're talking about daycare pressure and the ugh mm-hmm. that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Because there is a ugh that comes with it. And I just have to say that I am so happy that I graduated from, what's up, honeybee? I am so happy that I graduated from daycare time.
3: Mm. Because
2: it seems like the price of daycare has tripled since the girls mm-hmm. have been in daycare. And I feel so horrible about parents who, one, might be doing it by themselves, two, mm-hmm. might have um, both be doing it together. And because both of their incomes look like their gross is what they're bringing in. When they're not bringing in their gross, they're bringing in their net. They're struggling Mm. to make those fucking payments at these daycares. And when it comes to your child being sick and you still have to make that daycare payment. Mm -hmm. It is so wicked, which is why so many daycares keep popping up because it's guaranteed business. People are going to keep screwing each other. People are not going to put on condoms. Diapers are going to sell off the shelves even though they're $40 a pack. And people got to go to work. Everybody is not remote. Everybody doesn't have the um, helpmate to be able to stay at home with a kid versus both of y'all go to work. <laughs> what? Oh, I say none. Yeah. And in in some cases, it's more beneficial if somebody quits their job and stays home and watches Mm the kids versus both of y'all go to work because what you're going to pay out doesn't make any sense. Um, The Mm -hmm. scheduling doesn't make any sense. The uh, having to get off at five o'clock and the time that you have to pick them up at six o'clock or... Every minute you're late, they're going to start charging a dollar, doesn't make any sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, today we're going to talk about um, the woes of childcare, daycares, the pressures that parents feel, especially parents that have to um, basically have a newborn, be on maternity leave, go back to work after two months, and give your newborn to a complete stranger or strangers at a daycare, and how, I mean, for me, even though, let's say with Anya, my oldest, she stayed at home with my mom for three years. Everybody doesn't get a parent. everybody don't have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody doesn't get a parent that's just like, you know what, I'm going to adjust my life to be able to help you. And... Teach your child and feed your child and give you like that mental peace of mind where you don't have to worry about dishing out money for a daycare. You don't have to worry about what stranger is having my child, what are they doing with my child? Um, how mm-hmm. are they disciplining my child? How are they talking to my child? So a lot of that goes into effect. And so um that has its negatives too, and I'll talk about it. Um because having a child with an adult for so long, it backfires when you have to put them in a classroom, and that's mm-hmm. what happened to me with Anya. And then when I had Ari, my mom only stayed. I want to say until like the second week after I had Ari, and then she moved to Florida. So I mm-hmm. had I had like a newborn and a three year old that needed my attention, and mm-hmm. I had pulled. Po- with Ari for like a whole year. I did not like Ari the whole first year of me (laughs) having, I promise you, we were not friends. I felt like legally I was obligated to take care of this baby because she came out of me. Ari Um, is a firecracker. Girl, I didn't know where this baby came from. Her personality was different. And then I had Anya, which is like, the complete polar opposite of Ari as a mm-hmm. baby. Because she could play by herself, she was always happy. If she ate, she was good. If she was clean, she was good. Um, she was quiet as a baby. A lot of times when I brought her places, people didn't even know I had a baby in the space, Ari was like the a complete opposite. She was crying, you cleaned her, you fed her, she was unhappy, she had attitude on her face, she would roll her eyes. She was, like, biting my nipples with her gums. Um, (laughs) Then she always had to have a pacifier. And even though she spent, like, nine months in me, she slept on top of me the whole first year out. Sleeping by me wasn't enough. She had to sleep on me. And it was just so, like, ew, girl, get a life. But... um, (laughs) Yeah. It it was
4: it was just like really hard dealing with that. I'm gonna play this message so I don't get too far in. Oh my god, what did I just slide into? Girl. Hi y'all. Hi. I'm honey B. Um daycare hey. pressure. Yes. Oh my god. I had to put my son in a early learning program and I'm okay now, but it was Oh, it was so hard at first. Like, uh
2: Yes. So, um, mm-hmm. even like, even though I was leaving Anya when she was a baby with my mom, when I was working um, State Farm and working at Bed Bath, I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, you I, did have two jobs. Yeah, I wasn't getting to see Anya throughout the day. I wasn't getting to see her crawl. I wasn't getting to see her um say her first word she said her first word to my mom. Um I caught when she first walked on Halloween, her first Halloween, um, mm-hmm. before we went out. Um my soft ass. I cried when she was walking. And just like all of these moments that I'm not catching because I'm working. And I just felt like, oh, you're just your bottom tier mom, Uh, you know, you have to pay these bills. And even though, yeah, I'm paying mm-hmm. bills, or, uh, it possible for my mom to be comfortable and my daughter to be comfortable. I still felt like I'm this thing that keeps everything in motion. I don't get to experience the experience and right. it it kind of put me in like a man's place because a lot of times jobs in the U.S. don't give men maternity leave. They don't acknowledge it. Um, And then if men ask for it, there's like all these stipulations, you gotta be here for at least two years or you gotta be full time or um, is the mom having any complications? Are y'all married? Do they live in the Mm -hmm. same home? All this bullshit. And the reality is women become mothers as soon as they find out that they're pregnant, mm-hmm. men yeah. don't become fathers until that baby is out the mom's body. And some, and some of them still, some of them still don't become fathers after that. True, 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 true. <laughs> and so, just, uh, just to uh, picture, like, okay, this is like what men feel like when they wake up early. <laughs> Their child is asleep. Um, I'm going to let her come. I'm going to let her come up. They, they wake up early. What's up, honeybee? They wake up early. Their child is asleep. They don't get to hold them. They don't get to see them. Um, the mom has, like, these expectations of I need more money or she has a doctor's appointment. I want you to come, but your job is, like, if you take another day off i'm firing you i'm gonna replace mm-hmm. you and it's like all mm-hmm. these other pressures that i got to experience um being the person that's working right and so um i didn't even get to experience a baby baby having to be under like a sitter until my second daughter mm-hmm. because i actually had to interview babysitters to stay at the house with the girls because that was Mm -hmm. a cheaper route and just pay somebody and set up cameras in my house. So when I had the house in Atlanta, I set up cameras in the house and I had this lady come to the house before I would leave for work and watch the girls. And I would periodically check on the camera with the girls. She was cool with the girls, but eventually she felt like the amount of hours that I'm here, if I was somewhere else, I could be making this amount of money, and so she is like she agreed to do it, and then eventually, I think her boyfriend at the time was talking to her like, "You're you spending too much time there to just be getting this at the end of the week. You need to get more money." So she kind of like bullshitted, mm. Okay, mm. "I'm going to be, I'm going to be moving, and this is going to be my last day." And I was like, "Okay, whatever, right?" Uh, and so, I'm- go ahead.
4: I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's like a little delay right here, so it's like yeah. a little delay. So sorry if I. It step happens on
2: sometimes on here. Sorry, um, I'm gonna just finish this up, and I'm gonna let you uh, share what you was gonna say. But just um, just like having the pressure of having to pay the bills, having to be at work, having to make sure your babies are safe having to make sure that you're here on time, having to make sure that you spend some time with them throughout the day before they go to sleep, and then having like two hours left for you, it will drive you insane to keep repeating that.
3: Yeah,
2: see, and that's why I don't know if I can have more than one.
4: I don't
3: know I'm, if I can, right. I don't know
2: if I can do that.
4: Yeah, man. I think I might be one and done. Although like when I was, you know, a, a very naive young, young lady, I was like, oh, I want four kids. I want
2: right.
4: a beautiful family. And then my first son that I had in 2021, um, my pregnancy was traumatic. That was not beautiful at all for me, and and right now I am like, (laughs) like they don't want to call it um, what do you call it uh, postpartum, yeah beast, but I am not okay, (laughs) okay it's like (laughs) we're (laughs) all over here, and I you know just to give you like a little bit of a um, contrast you were the worker meanwhile i was the non-worker so i stayed off for two years with my baby and i just recently started working right i know right and no income no house of my own nothing to call my like just being under other people's roofs, like it is hard it is hard on me and um you know the the daycare having to worry about is they gonna be trying to touch like man all yeah. right you don't want to think that right but it's it it goes through your head all day like are they gonna like try to do like man yeah
2: oh.
4: yeah
2: oh. i'm play these two messages
4: i'm the one
2: you want come and sue with me okay hey
5: ladies shalom hope you're doing well <laughs> um <laughs> You know, my, my daughter, she's two years old. She just entered preschool. And uh, her mom was a stay-at-home mom. And, uh, yeah, just watching. Watching them, too. <laughs> that was rough. We, we have a five-year-old as well, five-year-old boy. And, uh, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom then as well. And just, like, having to create activities all the time. Having to make sure they're not on the TV all the time. Having their own brain. Having to make sure that they're fed. And all that that like, you know, that's crazy. I mean I, I went from like working at the office to being work from home and so I was there assisting as well. And even then it was a lot with two parents in the household. And so, um I'm not sure why it's difficult to raise as many kids as we used to before. Maybe our parents before were just not as present. I don't know. Okay. I th- so I
2: think the parents before us didn't do with it, like they, like we have a whole lot to unlearn (laughs) pretty much. You think we have a lot to unlearn or do we have a lot that we're missing? I feel like we have a lot that we're missing because I feel like my mom um, even though she's like one of 11 children, she always watched children Mm -hmm. in Jamaica and she Mm -hmm. always multitasked. So my mom is a great multitask Mm -hmm. person and I'm a great multitask person. And um, what was I gonna say? She had friends who also didn't have a nine to five. And so if she needed to go somewhere and she didn't drive, she can hop on the train, hop on the bus, things were not expensive, take a taxi, it was not expensive or ask somebody for a ride mm. or Maneuver her week in a way where she doesn't have to take all of us to her doctor's appointment or if she Mm -hmm. had to take us to the doctor's appointment, she managed to get us there on time and before time and still be able to feed us. And I think we're missing a village. Like the way that we grew up, our parents had their aunts, their sisters, their uncles, a friend, uh, a neighbor that Yes. You know what I'm saying? Grandma had her own spot and they were grandma-ing. They weren't clubbing. They weren't going to get their nails done. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They weren't going on vacation. They were not trying to get BBLs at 76. They were Mm -hmm. grandmas. Right, 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 right. so, So fast forward now, everybody is like, I'm doing me. Um, don't bring no babies over here. You need to call me first before you pop up. Um, or you had the babies. I'm not watching the babies. You need to get a babysitter. You know, um, everybody is just like one job is not enough. And that's the reality of how we live in one job is not enough for a lot of people. And a lot of people, the generation before us, they started taking on two jobs. You know, before it was like you had a job and a side hustle. Now people got two jobs and maybe a side hustle and it's still not enough. And so a lot of times kids end up at home raising themselves or Mm -hmm. you hear about a lot of people taking their kids to work and having them park a parking lot because daycare is super expensive. And when I'm talking about that, I did my research on like some major cities, so you really have to ask yourself can you afford more than 20k a year going to daycare? Because mm-hmm. right now that's what a lot of people are paying. And so the average cost of daycare in New York right now for an infant you're looking at $1,760 average. Mm. A week a or a month? A month. A month. A month. A month. A month. A month. Yeah. Yes. And if and if you go if you if your child goes to like a a Montessori school that's like mm-hmm. you pay for college. It's like yeah. you start paying for college for like a school or a daycare for your child to go to and they're not even open the full hours of someone working a regular nine to five. And then mm-hmm. for toddlers in New York, the um average cost you're looking at one thousand three hundred and sixty five dollars per month. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, for no, just for like a regular daycare. Oh, yeah,, okay. so Montessori schools are way more expensive mm-hmm. um, me looking in Georgia, I remember one year i was I was just curious. I was like, "What's the average cost for like a five year old to go and some of them started off at twenty six thousand Mhm, but you know, I had my um son started out in a Montessori school, yeah. Um, now luckily for me, my prices wasn't that much. I mean, even now, like he's three and I pay under a thousand a month for him. So thankfully it's not too crazy. But yeah. I can't say it's cheap. And that's where, you know, like when they were hitting you up saying like is he in pull ups or is he in briefs? They a mm-hmm. lot of daycare they pressure parents to pay more money if your child is not potty trained. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because because it's yeah. like they have more to do. And a lot of that was never a factor when we were little having to be at aftercare or something. It was just like, do you just take care of a child? Now it's kind mm-hmm. of like they pride everything. Oh, your child had an accident. You need oh, don't to take
4: that costs more when when they provide lunch. You also yeah. now have to pay for the lunch. So if you that's want, the lunch, they costs way more. I was looking at a Montessori school. They wanted ten twenty, but that's without the lunch. So I'm like, well, how much is it if I add on the lunch package? Oh, it'll be another four hundred dollars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why i was like okay you know i really can't afford that right now and real quick i came up here because i really really was resonating with the title and i just have so much going on so i'm gonna continue listening i'm gonna okay. on ladies i'm so glad that i was able to um join the panel for a spell um but I just I, I'm very emotional mom I'm sorry like I'm I, this has resonated with me mm-hmm. and it, I really love to connect with other moms because I am a new mom and I am mm-hmm. dealing with a lot mm-hmm. and, um, you know it just feels like motherhood is not beautiful, you know and I'm I hate mm-hmm. that I'm perfect. So I'm so glad you you said that. Life is so beautiful and like you just in love with your kid. No, it's not
2: like that. Yeah, it's it's not that way all the time. Mm -mm. Right. I'm glad you said that because that's why I made Cozy Womb Podcast. So this is a parenting podcast that I have like on any podcast platform since 2018. So if you go all the way the hell back, girl. The reason I made this podcast was because I felt like all the books for pregnancy. Oh, y'all talking about fantasy pregnancy. Let me tell y'all the real. The real is, this shit is ugly. The real is every month of my pregnancies, I had a new symptom of some bullshit Um, that wasn't in the book, right? And so I wanted to make a parenting podcast that was really blunt and honest about, This parenting stuff. And I talked Mm -hmm. about my me having postpartum. So there's an episode in there about that. Um, so I would if for you, go visit those episodes and see if something helps you because girl, it is ugly, it does get better, but it's waves, so you're gonna have waves of where you feel sure, you're gonna have waves of where you don't feel like you could do it, you're gonna have waves where you feel like you're insane. Um, I talked about taking myself to therapy. Um, as a mom, I talked about sometimes driving in my car and not realizing where I'm going, I'm just driving because yes. I'm tired. You're out and you're slacking sleep. I'm
3: yes, I'm
4: there. I'm there. Yes. I am am. Like, I am I'm a zombie, Like I feel like I'm on autopilot most times. Yes,
2: mm. you have to mm. figure out. Um, <clears throat> I will say this, I don't know where you work, but most jobs have, um, I forgot what they call it. Um, There's basically this resource within the job that legally they offer, most corporate jobs offer it, but you could check with your job to see if they offer at least four free sessions of therapy that you can do that the job will pay for. And then if you need more, Um, You can see if your insurance will pay for it. But that's what I had to do. I had to go find a therapist. They let you, um, they give you like a list and you could pick a therapist and you could go to them, whatever's convenient for you. And you can basically figure out how to deal with your shit. That's all a therapist does. They don't fix you. You're not going to go in there four times and you're going to be all cured. It's just someone listening to what's on your plate, teaching you how to what's on your plate so you can think through whatever you're dealing with so you can be a better human being. But that's what I had to do because I found myself being angry and frustrated and my tone mm-hmm. was coming It was coming out on the girls and I'm just like, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. With you. Right, right, yep. right. And then you feel guilty yes! about how you react because really it's not even the child it's about where you are in your mental space and your headspace. and i don't know your situation but if you can i will also recommend like hire somebody like rely on your other mommy friends because they get it you know like book that sitter for a night or even if if it's just an hour or two hours like you know book that cleaning person even if it's a one-off time or or a one-time mm-hmm. thing like just just you know yeah because it's it's rough like it's rough.
4: I'll just real quick then i'm gonna hop off y'all um because i got my kid and he is over here driving me up a wall um, <laughs> so i am currently a substitute teacher
2: however mm-hmm. you know, oh and uh, you deal with kids on a regular girl right. you losing your mind <laughs>
4: here so before I had my son um there was something called working in Hollywood and um before covid took me out of commission mm-hmm. um I was working in uh TV and film and you know when everything shut down my life shut down
0: and then yeah, it was yeah. like
4: my god I'm sitting around here and and I hate to say it I was the one that made a baby in the pandemic mm-hmm. and it was like Okay, I got my kid coming. I've decided like I was gonna go through with it. I said, okay, 2021, what's up? And like fast forward to now, I am no longer, you know, I'm not saying I'm no longer in it, but I'm on pause. Like my dreams have been put on pause. You know, my Mm -hmm. son's father, he gets to still work in his uh industry and I on the other hand had to completely like drop it. Like, oh man, you know what? I'm just gonna I can't. Well,
2: yeah, I'll say what you wanna do is not a rap if you don't want it to be a rap. It's I'm gonna be on pause for now until you know your son gets a bit older and it's a bit easier to maneuver and you find some trust in people and sometimes it's not your friends with kids that you can rely on sometimes it's your friend that doesn't have kids that loves kids Mm because i have yeah a few of those friends too who are very knowledgeable about kids very great with kids are willing Mm -hmm. to to your house and have the kids give you some time or um if you wanna pick up extra gigs on the weekend, they'll watch the kids, mm-hmm. but you gotta mm-hmm. it's not right. like you got you gotta be victim in every space that you are just to see who's willing to help, but you gotta get to know people and see yeah. if there's a little trust and friendship here, and um can I you know maybe go to the park and see how you act around you know my kids because I met so many great people that don't have kids. That are great with my girls and they like family mm-hmm. to me now and, and to piggyback of- yeah 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 and to okay. piggyback off of that i found that the people who don't have kids are the ones that enjoy watching your kids the most because <laughs> they can give them back at, at the end of the day <laughs> yeah so they don't mind helping out um yeah yeah so that's a good point that's a good point but um yeah, but you can listen. This whole
4: episode is going to be up on here, and it's going to be um, posted. But girl, uh, so when I was pregnant, all I listened to was pregnancy podcast I even yeah. did a um podcast. Um, I'm having a brain fog right now, but it was a uh, it's called birthing in color, I believe. Um, okay. about Mothers of, you know, um. I think it's called Birthing in Colors. Oh God, I'm, I'm gonna have a brain fart, but I did a yeah. postpartum interview with them and it was yeah. good to talk about it, but it was also like kind of like triggering to just go back down that memory lane because man, nothing mm. was cool about it. It was I almost died. Like, yeah, yeah. How they treat black women is just
2: despicable. Oh yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> and they they it's like they think you're making it up.
4: Mm-hmm. Like girl, this is how I get it up. And the I, I
2: remember, Um there was a night with Ari where she was just screaming at the top of her lungs. She was clean, she was fed, um, she was warm. I gave her the pacifier, she didn't want it. I call her dad and it was like three AM. I said I'm going to put this girl in her car seat and her bag is going to be on the carport. Come get her. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It'd be like that. I'm just like, what (laughs) is your
4: issue?
2: Just go here with me, ladies. Allegedly,
4: sometimes you see it in your head happening and you're like, I'm about to spaz. I have to walk away. Because I'm going to throw. mm -hmm. It's like, you're doing too much right now. And nobody... you know take away the kid like they're like you're literally with your kid all day
2: yeah Yeah. and don't let anybody convince you that boys are easier because that's not true either oh my god (laughs) that's not true either and I hate when people say that because I feel like people who say that don't really raise boys they just let boys do whatever but they're not easier to raise definitely not
4: Hmm. I mean, See, I
2: you, can talk, you can talk to Kiki about boys. I can't, I don't have, I have,
4: girls. <laughs> I have boy. I have one, I have a boy, but it's like, I, my best friend has girls, she has two girls and she's just like, okay, I'm clearly a mom girl. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know if I'll ever be another mom type deal. But it's like, I would like to have a baby. It's just a pressure about everything. Like, it is like really, you know, when you're when you're that friend that doesn't have a lot going on at that moment, it's mm-hmm. hard. To be happy for your other friends who are getting married and having babies because you're like, oh, I'm happy. I love you. You're my girl. But I'm just dealing with so much. Mm-hmm. Be there for you in, in that way. Like you kind of just. I've completely cut myself off from a lot of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. But only because I just, I'm just in a space where I'm just
2: not, I don't trust a lot of, it's just mm-hmm. a lot. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Uh, this is something people don't talk about either. When you have um, a baby, it's like you're meeting another layer of you you haven't met yet right mm-hmm.
3: and mm-hmm. to
2: assume that that new layer of you is going to be cool with the people you know it already is is ignorant because you're trying to learn yourself you're trying to learn this new human that came out of you and you're trying to mm-hmm. adjust and you're never the same person you were before you had a baby inside you um and right. so it's going to take right you, talk, you have to take time who you were before
4: you had the baby. You're like, I don't even know who I was before because I don't even know who I am
2: now. Like, um, so, okay. So for me, I was very solo. If I wanted to quit a job today, I'm gonna quit a job today, knowing I could get three next week. Like that was my mindset. That was the life that I was living. If I wanted to leave Atlanta and live in New York next week. I'm packing up now and I'm gonna make it happen, right? Me having a kid was like, you can't do that no more. You can't just quit a job just because you wanna quit it. You gotta have something else lined up and it's not gonna be something you enjoy. I haven't liked a job that I've had since 2010. Mm. It It is 2024. And with that, if you dwell on not enjoying the job, and feeling stuck and feeling like you can't do the thing that you really want to do, you're going to just be in this like ball of depression. But if you look at it Mm -hmm. like, okay, how can I um, pivot? So you like um, being in film or uh, anything to do with like, you know, that production, that creative side. I would Google what's new in that industry. Learn and update what you need to know in that industry. Find people on your social media that are in that industry. Talk to them, see what they're doing. Um, And then even if you wanted to write about how you would want to do what you want to do in that industry once your time frees up, write about it but you can't keep it in your mind just sitting Mm -hmm. not not Mm -hmm. organized wondering what if what if what if so like i'm a yeah i'm a creative person so i had to figure out how can i be creative while doing a job that i hate and being a mom so i didn't know what the hell a podcast was in 2017 um jack a which is a a friend of mine that we know told Mm -hmm. me what a what what podcasts were and i started listening to the read and that's how i discovered podcasts so i was like so i'm gonna just vent and i'm gonna just talk about parenting because can't nobody tell me i'm wrong because i'm a parent and so that's how Mm -hmm. i started podcasting what that helped me do is basically get my shit off even if i didn't have somebody that could relate get my shit off so i could unload and not be so stressful and walking around with how I'm feeling. Um, and that did help me. And it helped a whole bunch of other people because I saw that I was getting a whole bunch of listens and feedback from it. And so creatively making shows or doing the podcast artwork was still something in a creative realm. It was just something new in a creative realm. And maybe the way that you pivot in the industry that you want to be in is finding out how you can still um invest in that industry but from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And your life is not supposed to be the same. It's not supposed to be the same. Um so you may, you know, you may lose a few friends, you may not be as close with some of your friends that you once were before you had a baby. Um that's just that just comes with the territory because your life changes so much and some people you know, they may not be experiencing that change with you. I know I have some friends who I'm not as close to anymore because they don't understand, you know, how much life has changed for me after I became a mom. Um, But I know for me, before I had my son, I was just all over the place too. I didn't know who I was either. I was just accepting so much and tolerating so much stuff but then after I had my son, I realized that I can't just accept anything from anybody anymore. Like, if it's not good intentions, if it's not purposeful, then you just can't be over here. like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, so I will give yourself some grace on that because I don't think that, that it's supposed to be the same. And that's what you kind of have to accept mentally, like just how to accept like this new person, this new body, this new life. Because that's going to be like your life for the rest of your life. Like it's a permanent situation, permanent situation, you know.
4: And I'm going to continue listening. I really appreciate it. But yeah, and I don't want to be on stereo like this. So I'm going to hop to Oh, you're OK. <laughs> uh,
3: you are. You are.
4: Hope I am, ladies. Yeah. Right here. But you, ladies, be blessed, and I will be um, listening more. I don't do shows often, but um, I just come up here. You for seeing me.
2: <laughs> um, if, you see, if you see me on here, or you just want to message me, you can. It's cool. Absolutely. Take care, ladies. Stay blessed. Oh girl. Dinker dinker dinker. It's rough out here. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. So, so out here struggling. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna play um, these messages and then I'm gonna continue.
5: So the fears about um, us putting our kid in daycare was as you guys are saying, like, are they gonna be traumatized? That's what happened to um, my kid's mom. Uh, you know, they were abusing her in daycare. And so, um, for me, like, I was like, well, it's a simple thing. Like, let's not have them in daycare until they're, they're old enough. She wanted to make sure that they're old enough to actually say something. Uh, so, my younger daughter, she's actually in preschool now at two, at two, but she's at the preschool that my son is going to as well. And my younger daughter, she's very verbal. We already know everybody at the preschool. It isn't like they don't know us. We, uh, we have this app. That lets us uh, communicate with the, the people at the preschool I and mean, there's also cameras at the preschool as well so we can see our daughter at any time and so um mm-hmm. i i i have that fear as well i have the fear of my children being abused outside of my my viewport um and then them coming back and not being able to tell me that that is a sincere fear so well. yeah and see for a dad
2: that's different Because I feel like for moms, we have that intuition. Like you just know when something's off about your kid. Um, But my son sat at home with me for like, what, 18 months, two years before he went to school? Because I was against daycare too. But I feel like you have to find the right daycare. Like if you have to, you can go um, on the Department of Human Services for your state and see if they had any fines any citations any bad reports or like that any license suspensions or whatever you can see if they back if they uh run background tests on their teachers and staff or whatever and a, a lot of people don't ask those questions like well, what are the, you, you know like what are the demographics like how often are your inspections like that's those are things that people should ask all the time read reviews go in it smell it is it clean are they following regulations do a tour um where's the parking do they have good lighting what time will you be dropping them off what time do they open um talk to other parents ask about emergency protocol can um you talk to the teachers what are the payment options um what mm-hmm. happens if child has a flu and they can't come do you still have to pay what happens if mm. someone has a what's the procedure if someone has lice um mm-hmm. what's the procedure if a child is biting if a child is hitting um if your child has to take certain creams or medicines at a certain time i I asked it all to the Mm -hmm. point where I have to know the owner on like a phone basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to, you have to, it's so much, yeah, it's so much, like ask all the questions. Yeah, the whole point of daycare is basically care needed for adults who have kids that work a job where they can't take their kid to work, and if you work a corporate job that has a daycare on the premises kudos to fucking you because the company that i work for that kiki once worked for also only has daycare um options at their main headquarters Mm -hmm. which is so insane to me that these people have bought three buildings sold them and still don't find that maybe our employees here, that our parents would benefit off of having daycare here set up. Yeah, and, and these companies don't, I don't know. It's like, they don't be taking it into consideration to children. And I don't know if it's because these are like, male owned companies and they, and they don't get it, or they don't care. Um, I think they don't care. Yeah, you know what I'm they saying? can't care. And, uh, And for me, I, I, you know, I'm very blunt. And I'm just like, hey, the only reason why y'all call me and I agreed to come back is because this was a work from home position. Then Mm y'all made it hybrid. And Mm -hmm. the only reason why it's okay for me, one, because the girls are older and I can have my brothers or my nephews pick them up from school, which is like four minutes from his, his place. But if I had to hire some stranger to come get my kids off the bus and come in my house and be in here until I get home. I can't mm-hmm. work this job. Y'all don't pay me enough. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You know, and that's I'm the reality with you. of the thing. Because um I'ma just finish this daycare chart. For Georgia, the um the cost for an infant, the average cost for daycare is you looking at seven hundred and eleven dollars per month average depending on the daycare. For a toddler, you're looking at $609 per month. In Florida, it's $740 per month for an infant. California, you're looking at $1,412 per month for an infant. Texas, Mm. you look at $813 per month for an infant. When it comes to toddlers in California, you're looking at $880 per week. I mean, per month for a toddler. And so you look at these prices and you're just like, we can't afford to have a kid. Mm-mm. Which baffles me because I don't know how these politicians are just like, oh, this generation is not having kids enough. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. Yeah. I and mean, then you want to push like children up on us because you're you trying to, you know, get your future capitalism set. But it's like, you're not even trying to help us accommodate to like take care of them. You know what I mean? That's what I couldn't understand with this whole bill for, you know, them being against abortions. They don't want women to have abortions. But once a woman has a baby, when she can't even support herself, y'all not even looking to give her any type of government assistance. So are y'all saying a woman should carry a baby that she can't afford to take care of herself or that baby, give birth to this baby and be homeless, and then y'all made laws that it's illegal to be homeless. Listen. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not solution-based. And I think they, they uh passed that bill for race because they don't want, you know, a certain race of people aborting their babies because they don't want to be outnumbered. Which is stupid because they're struggling just like us. We see it all mm-hmm. the time. You know, the yeah. average hours that people need a daycare open is sometimes five a.m. to six p.m. or sometimes seven p.m. depending on traffic. There's a mm-hmm. lot of daycare that are now twenty four hours, but a mm-hmm. lot of people twenty four hour daycare can't afford twenty four hour daycare. And even yeah. the, for like the, the parents who are using like your dependent care flex spending account, yeah. sometimes, depending on what's going on in your life, whatever money you put in there, you can't get that back. It's just thrown away money. So you either use it or you lose it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and sometimes think, that don't even cover the full tuition, depending on how much you put in there. It don't. So it's just basically being able to put money in an account where it's not taxed multiple times. Yep. Trash. And, um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play another message here.
5: I think a lot of us are emotionally traumatized from emotional neglect from our parents. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it makes it difficult for us to be as present as we want to as kids. But then again, were the people of the past generation, were they as present as we are now with kids? I'm not sure if you if you um, ladies are, are very present with your children. I imagine you are as present as mm-hmm. possible, um, mm-hmm. along with uh, the rest of the people of this generation who care about uh, mental illness and mental health and emotional health and all that, because uh, I know that that wasn't a big thing back then. So, um, 11 kids, man, I can't, just can't imagine being in 11 kids' brain yeah. trying to uh not yell at them <laughs> okay and to be mostly present and caring about them all time uh Mm-mm. i would love to but that's a lot of kids so
2: and elaborate. i was gonna piggyback Go off on that on what you said about um the village because i feel like back then they were available but then now i feel like the grandparents or the relatives of this generation like they don't want to like raise their own children and then raise your kids too you know yeah. and, and, and I don't think that that's fair I don't for them to do yep. that but and then um, also there's a handful of people who don't have you know their parents and their children yep. don't have grandparents and relatives anymore you know because they all done died off yep and then um a lot that he said one um my mom being one of 11 mm. her mom was Mm-mm. not affectionate my grandmother was not affectionate she didn't like hugs she was very stern very strict and it was because her mother was very stern and strict so off mm. of her mother not being affectionate she didn't know how to give it and she didn't like people giving her affection because she didn't know how to take it and so out of that my mom became the polar opposite my mom became very loving and she wanted to do for everybody she became a people pleaser to her detriment Mm -hmm. and so me me seeing how people treated my mom where they like to benefit off of my mom but nobody would show up for her or she wouldn't take care of herself she would put herself last it made me very like um i want to say mean but very like calculated like <laughs> i'm not doing that shit for you because you want to do it for me or listen
0: you know, that, my that,
2: answer, that's how you gotta be yeah like my answer would be no Without an explanation, and my mom, seeing how I was as an adult, she would take it as, "Oh, you're just mean, I'm not mean, I just don't have time for people's bullshit, and I see through people quickly, yeah, and you no know, I like just walk all over you and just take right. it by you because i it was traumatic for me to see my mom allows so many people repeatedly to use her and her not stand up for herself. So in my mind, as a child, I said, I ain't gonna let nobody do me like that. And so I have a very much, I feel like I'm very balanced in showing affection, pulling back, um, being available, not being available, showing up for my child, but also Mm -hmm. if I have to discipline my child, they gonna get that Mm -hmm. too having fun yeah. with my kids but also telling them we're not doing that today or we can't do that this week or something else is a priority my mom with us was very like she didn't discipline nobody so we it was just like we had a adult, yeah we had an adult in the house but not nobody to lay down rules so it was mm-hmm. chaotic and i hated it so now as an adult, my mom thinks that I'm antisocial. It's not that I'm antisocial. It's just like, damn, I ain't get no peace growing up as a kid. Let me get the peace as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You know? I think it's just about having boundaries in, um, yes. standards. and standards. And I feel like your children are really the best people to enforce boundaries with. Because yeah. I ideally, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> to be right. honest. Like they, they really don't care about how you feeling and what you got going on. And You have to make them care. You have to make them right. have empathy. You got to teach them what empathy is. Like, this morning, I right. was really on. The girls were getting on my nerves. They were arguing about petty stuff, and I told them, hey, get your stuff on. We walk into the bus stop. And they saw that I was dressed like I was going somewhere. They was like, why you all dressed to take us to the bus stop? I said, because I'm getting rid of y'all because y'all getting on my nerves and I'm going to get my truck and I'm going to enjoy my ride to the grocery store. And I'm going to enjoy my time in the grocery store without y'all getting on my nerves. I don't want to be around Mm y'all because the reality is in life when they get older, they're going to think that their behavior is okay. Is okay. Right. I have to tell them, Hey, Just because I'm not yelling at you, just because I'm not putting my hands on you, just because I'm not arguing with y'all, doesn't mean you're not getting on my nerves, but I'm going to tell you straight up why now I'm making the decision not to drive y'all to school, but to take y'all to the bus stop, and I'm going to drive in my truck by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, when he brought up... um, you know, if we were close with our kids. Honestly, I feel like I'm a little too close. I feel like there's a lot of vagina energy in my house all the time. Um, <laughs> sometimes I do get a break where Ari's dad gets um, gets her on the weekend, which is two days. And then she mm-hmm. comes back on Sunday. Um, but when it comes to Anya, I'm with her all the time. If Chrissy doesn't mm-hmm. have her, which is a friend of mine that does not have kids, Anya's with me all the time. And just like any human relationship, in order to appreciate people, you have to spend time away from that person. Yeah, yeah, we need a break. And that's why breaks are so important. Yes. And so a lot of times I feel like a lot of the friction that Anya and I have, which is a different dynamic from me and Ari, is the fact that she doesn't get any break from me and I don't Mm -hmm. get a break from the both of them enough to feel like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're back. I miss you. Tell me everything. Girl, when these, when I see that alarm go on my phone at 2.30, the girls are gonna be at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. My mind shifts instantly like, damn, there goes my peace. There goes my quietness. Let me get my throat ready to yell. Let me get, um the same thing that i yell about every day with backpacks in, in and uh, <laughs> in the walkway let me tell them the same thing i tell them every day since they've been going to school take off your uniforms pick up your socks it's repeat every every day every day and so i had an episode um recently where i was talking about um sometimes i hate being a good mom mm-hmm. be- i mean you said that the he said the other day. <laughs> yes, because being being a good mom or a good dad is so much involvement and energy that the outside people don't see and they don't mm-hmm. appreciate it because they just feel like, damn, you're such a good mom. They feel like that's enough appreciation and credit to to reinforce you to recoup your energy. It's not. So, a lot of times i be sitting here like, so I start my day at five thirty because I have two kids. Am I, the Ooh, only one that made, am I the only one that made these two kids? No, but am I the only one that has to get up at two at five thirty for two kids and get them ready and feed them and pack their lunches and make sure they have everything and sign papers and get them to school safely?" Yes, I'm the only one. And I just think about how lopsided it is that they have fathers that never have to deal with the wake up, never have Mm -hmm. to deal with arguments, never have to deal with the fact that they're standing in the bathroom not doing anything, never have to really fathom why you always yelling. Mm -hmm. If you spent a week in my house, I promise you, you would understand. Why I'm always yelling? (laughs) My mom. I I swear to God, I talk to my mom twice a day. Since if I if I if I if if from the time that I was legally allowed to not be in my mom's vision, I I talk to this lady twice a day, every day. Right Mm -hmm. now that Mm -hmm. she's in Florida and I know that she's safe and she's comfortable, it's a little bit less. But I talk to her at least three times a week. Right. My mom came the last time, and she spent a year at my house within the week. She said, "Now I understand why your mom be yelling. now I understand why y'all be getting in trouble because y'all don't listen. She just told you to do this. Ex- mm-hmm. She just asked you to pick this up. She shouldn't have to ask you every day to pick this up, and that's what it is. And so when you have a parent that's not as involved as you, when they tell me, "Thanks, Shan." Thank you for doing that. I appreciate you, or you just such a great mom. I'm so happy. I be wanting to punch them in their face. I did too because I don't want to hear that bullshit. Like help me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, way, like help the me. Way feel, the way that you appreciate me as a mom and making sure that both of these girls are safe, comfortable, warm, fed, intelligent, on the honor roll get to school on time. When they're sick, I take them to their doctors. When they have a dentist appointment, I have to take off. The way that you appreciate me is by alleviating me. Is by Mm -hmm. taking things off of my plate. Is by being the first to say, Ari said that she needed this. Or Anya said that she needed this. Don't worry about it. I'll get it. Oh my god what the hell is that what is that like you know i'm not married i've never been married um but i have issues with that too because of what i seen growing up my Mm -hmm. goal was let me get married first because i saw what a marriage was with my parents and i didn't like it yeah but even with that though like i I don't want to be a married single mom. Hello, because that's what my mom was, so that's why the goal was never. Let me make sure I get married first, then have kids. Because even though my mom did it that way, she still ended up with the shitty end of the stick. Yeah, it, it, it's like, what are you here for if you're not like helping? Like, go. I don't need you here. <laughs> like, bye. But, it, but it, it's still taking me. I'm 36 now. It's still taking me. 36 years to realize every marriage is not like that but Mm -hmm. every right it's not every marriage is definitely a gamble on Mm -hmm. partnership and how a man and a woman shows up in partnership and Mm -hmm. i'm just not at a point where i'm just like give me my stack of cards i'm ready to gamble (laughs) i'm not ready to play poker still but what i love someone to be in my life to help me would I love to help a man with mm-hmm. his kid yes yeah. but I don't want to do it and I'm trying to invest and there's a bucket with a big hole in the bottom you know mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's how I look at relationships now not just romantic just like I'm I'm having a relationship with friends how are they showing up in my life? How can I help them in their life? Is this an investment, a good investment of my time? So when it comes to like kids and daycare, you gotta look at that like is this a good investment of my money? Is my child learning here or are they just watching YouTube? Or are they just watching cartoons? Are mm-hmm. the habits they that can do that at home? Yes. The habits that these other kids have at this daycare your child is going to come home with it. And that's the, and see, that's one of the most frustrating things about me for being a parent, because everybody don't raise their kid the same way that you raise your kid and I, your kid, you know, can possibly be influenced by the bullshit that other right. parents are, are, are teaching their, you know, their especially like my son's age, because he's a monkey see monkey do at this point, you know? that's his environment that he's in that's the hardest part for me about raising about parenting as a whole is having to raise your children in the world with other children who may not you know have raised the same way that you raised your kid yes so a few things Um, Anya finding out that girls can like girls came from her going to daycare wait what? yes so anya finding out that girls can like girls when she was six came from her being in aftercare at a daycare that both of them Mm -hmm. went to um from another child around her age because she had a mom that was a lesbian Mm. and so the girl the girl and and the aftercare was friends with Anya, and she was like, I like you. You could be my girlfriend. And Anya was like, "Ill, no. Your girl, no. And she was like, no, you could be my girlfriend because girls can like girls. And Anya came to me, and she asked me, and she told me what oh. the girl said. And I had to go to the director of the daycare and have a conversation about that. And I'm just like, hey. Check this. I'm not trying to check what they do in their house, but what other people do in their house will affect your children. And this is why mm-hmm. I say, people who say, "Oh, I'm not going to talk to my child about sex. I'm not going to talk to my child about the real name of their body parts. I'm not going to talk to my child about getting hair under their arms." If you don't talk to them about it, another kid is somebody talk else to will. About it. Yeah. If, if yeah. You don't want your child to have a smartphone, another child is gonna have a smartphone and they're going to look. So my thing mm-hmm. is I tell my kids everything to put them up on game. So they're yeah. not they're not clueless in the middle of a conversation where people are plotting on them. And mm-hmm. it's not that I want my kids to be fast or inappropriate. I want just wanted this, to be educated. Uh, yeah, I want yeah. to be educated and self-aware. Yeah, you want to, yeah, to because my, so my parents didn't have the sex talk with me. Um I was very sheltered. They they didn't educate me on that. So when I turned 18, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was just putting yeah. up and tolerating and, and and doing anything, you know, with anybody. Um yeah pretty much so i had to learn that through mistreatment through disrespect through abuse that that's you know like i had to teach teach myself that yeah um and you have girls so you definitely have to girl i tell them anything that's on my mind no not matter where we at you know sometimes i do post it on my instagram like um uh, we were i Ari was like Mom, play that song, um, You Seem to Be Confused. Like, she didn't even know the name of the song. And I was like, okay, what lyric is that? I said, the boy is mine. By brandy and Monica. And so i playing it, and I was like, this is a teachable moment. So I told them, <laughs> you never fight over a boy or a man. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you have to tell a man to choose between you and another woman, he's not even good enough for neither one of y'all. Hello. And see, my parents didn't teach me that. See, and that's what the song was about. And a lot of these kids are singing songs way more vulgar than that now. And their parents are not explaining to them what the song is. Their parents are just Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's trash music. I don't listen to that, but my child does. If my child listens to somebody that's named X, Y, and Z, rapper, in 2020, 30... I gotta listen because I need to be up on what they up on. Listen. I need listen. to know the lingo. I need to know what you're texting. I need to know what's a new STD out. I, I and and my mom didn't have the sex talk with me. She didn't have to. I had sex ed in sixth grade. I have uh five brothers that are older than me. I've heard the backside of what boys do with girls. I've heard their conversations. I've seen what I need to see. My mom always kept um, encyclopedias in the house. And she had this huge, thick medical book. And in the middle of the medical book showed all these symptoms and what STDs look like. And Mm -hmm. she 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 would allow me to flip in there and see what chlamydia looked like, see what syphilis looked like, see mm-hmm. what this rash looked like, see what the remedies was for this. But there was never a conversation of, this body part goes in this with my mom. But I'm I'm not dumb, I can figure it out. But I was very much a tomboy and I knew if I liked a boy, I had to do my research right mm. so a lot of times that made me very i i was cool enough to hang with the boys they would be comfortable enough to talk about whatever they wanted around me i would get to see their character and then i get to make my decision so i had an end that a lot of girls didn't have i had a way about me that a lot of girls didn't have so girls were comfortable with me and the boys was comfortable with me so I feel like I had like my pick of the better decision that I could make but at the same time not Mm -hmm. being in a relationship or having the experience of being in a relationship with a man that's older than you you gonna go through some shit which I did Mm -hmm. um being in a relationship with a man that's your age you gonna see a lot of immaturity. And mm-hmm. then seeing so many family members around me get pregnant in their teens and basically put their whole life on pause because now they have a baby. I was like, uh-uh, you ain't put Yeah, no I'm not doing that. No <laughs> I am good money, okay? And so um, I really, was very strict about my body still to this day. I can say that I'm 36 and I've only dealt with seven people sexually on purpose because I'm hella Mm -hmm. picky. I like to get to know people before I screw them. I have to know your last name, your middle name, your place of work, your ambitions, your goals. Do you brush your teeth? When was your last dental appointment before you do anything with me? Listen, that stuff is important. You know what I'm saying? That stuff is important. And it's not attractive if you don't do it. (laughs) Like get your and and stop eating like bullshit. (laughs) Okay. Like every day. Something's wrong with her. She tastes funny because she eats hot Cheetos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay? Uh. So, so, So there's a reason for everything. And when it comes to daycare because we're getting a little off but if this all mixed in there you gotta kind of like pick your daycare how you date somebody you gotta mm-hmm. do your research on daycares there's pros and cons of daycares i'ma go through some and then i'm gonna share some some stories that i have with daycare um okay so the pros and cons i'm gonna we'll do the pros first um kids can learn a lot faster from other kids Um, daycare will teach your child independence Um, Mm -hmm. daycare creates appreciation for your child for you and you for your child and you for other teachers that take the time to understand how your child learns Um, daycares can help your child's immune system because some parents think that they're doing a great job because your child has never gotten sick but if your child never gets sick or never has the exposure of a germ once they get the exposure of a germ it can be like a crazy ass flare-up mm-hmm. because they they haven't been able to adapt with being around it just for a little bit it's, it's too new um It helps to create structure for your child. Um, Being at a daycare can help your child learn about how to share, especially if you only have one kid. Um, Mm -hmm. Social skills will be a bit better. They'll start talking to you and looking you in the face and Mm -hmm. having sympathy and sympathy with you. Um, Daycares also teach your kids the basics when it comes to numbers, letters, shapes, colors. Um, where to put their stuff when they go in the classroom. Um, They can identify their name, their jacket, their shoes. They can see another child tying their shoes or strapping their shoes on. And then you, you know, you in your routine at home and you go in the living room and your son or your daughter is dressed and you're just like, well, how you did that? Who helped you do that? Mm -hmm. They they, they learn. They learn new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do my name is shan i am the mom of girls i am the host i am the creator i am the editor i am the everything you can check out more from me on shambypodden.com the communication with your child gets better when they're around a whole bunch of other kids that communicate differently and they start to pick up on stuff um and it teaches them there's a place for me outside of this house there's a place for Mm -hmm. me outside of my dad's car there's a there's people that i know i have friends or there's a teacher that i know and she's nice mm-hmm. to me um i know how to wash my hands or this bathroom is different from my mom's bathroom and they start to learn procedures now the cons of daycare is your child might be sick all the time that was ari um there's good <laughs> and bad teachers There's people that just take a job at a daycare because they need a job. Um, There's a whole bunch of fees that may come with being at a daycare that they don't tell you about upfront. You gotta deal with sometimes a toddler in their biting stage. I had to deal with that. I'll tell you about that story later. Um, Inappropriate kids giving your kids bad habits. Potty training. That was a disaster with Ari, took so long with Anya it was pretty quick. Um, time clock rushing. Rushing to get to the daycare. Rushing mm-hmm. to get um, back from work to the daycare and then have to go home. Um, mm-hmm. Finding out that you at work and you thinking you're thinking you have about to have a good day and your child is out of diapers. <laughs> or a teacher used your child's pull-ups for another kid and now your child had the damn daycare butt naked in some denim. Like it's it's a whole bunch of mess. Um, federal it holiday is. closures for the daycare, but your ass still gotta go to work. Um, I hated that shit. Um, but your work closes um the, the daycare closes early, but your ass still at work. Or mm-hmm. if your child is sick. Now it's like your fifth time you called out of work because your child is sick, which is why a lot of jobs have a um, prejudice. Is that the word? Or like, Mm. "Mm." that's not the word I'm looking for, but they have like a, oh, she got kids. I don't think I want to hire her because they know like, if your child is sick, you got to leave. They can't tell you, you Mm. have to stay or if
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that that. something's up with the daycare, or a parent was supposed to get the kid and they late, you're going to be in the office with a kid that's not supposed to be in here. That has happened to me with Ari. That has happened to me with Anya. A lot of times those jobs were cool about it, but I didn't want to become that person at the job that does a great job, but she got that kid. Always though. gotta go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and to piggyback off of that, that that that's also um one of the cons of why your child can always be sick because some parents will send their kids to school sick because yes. they don't want, you know, they don't want to have that conversation with their boss or to look bad at work or they're in fear of losing their job. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm going to elaborate on the biting story. So Anya was never a biter, and she was never a fighter. But kids that would act up will always be aggressive with Anya, and Anya will never be aggressive back. And she wouldn't protect herself, even with Ari. Ari was smaller than Anya by, what, three or four years? She would try to rough up Anya and Anya would just sit there and let her do whatever. I'm just like, Anya, you better fight back. Um, you better cover yeah. your face or something. But um, Anya will always have scratches on her from other kids being aggressive or snatching things. Um, with Ari, I remember Ari was two. And she was in a classroom at the daycare with two teachers in there. And this, this is what pissed me the fuck off. She was in a classroom with two teachers in a two-year-old toddler room. And this toddler um, wanted a toy that Ari had. And the two teachers were in there not paying attention. And this two-year-old went and bit Ari in her face long enough to take out pieces of her face.
3: Hmm.
2: And when I tell you they Mm -mm. called, it was like, so there was an incident with a two-year-old, Ari got bit, she's okay, Um, it's not that serious, but we did do an incident report, we just want to let you know. It's not that serious. I said, uh, okay, and so, uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just get off, and I'm gonna go pick her up, and I text her dad. And her dad was fucking pissed. I didn't even get the picture of Ari yet. And he was like, what the fuck? How's are there two teachers in the classroom? And she getting bit in her face. I said, I know. I was mom calm. Mom calm is, it happened, it's done. They called me, they told me, let me just get there and not overwhelm myself. I got there, Ari came out the room, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, my whole Livid. body got hot. My whole body got hot. Her face—it looked like an animal. Like got so close to her eye, and you could see the the teeth marks in her face. I said, "How the fuck can two adults be in a room full of two-year-old toddlers and a baby?" Mm. Get a hold of another baby's face long enough to do that and the lady um the owner she talked to me and she was like i know i apologize i did pull that teacher that was in there aside and she no longer works here and i really apologize um i was very close to pressing charges but because she was so diligent in figuring out okay we gotta fix this and fix this quick i was like mm. So Ari had mm. Ari had mm. her face looking like that for I want to say like um two months or a mu- th- or close to three months, and then mm. even now you could you could still kind of see where it's faded, but mm-hmm. it was hard for me to see her so little and have yeah, that and then I've had so many times with Ari where it's just like why can't you be normal? And then I had to say, well, what is normal? She's a toddler, so I have this um, this kitchen table that has high seats, and the chairs are iron, and they have like cushion seats, and they're tall. When Ari was, I want to say she was three, she would throw these tantrums where if she can't get what she wants, she's pulling down stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. she playing and she rocking the chair. And I was in my condo, my condo has like these wood floors, mm-hmm. and she pulled down that iron chair onto her and her face hit the floor mm. and the iron chair hit her and it hit her right in the middle of her nose. I swear to God, you know that cry where your child is crying but you don't hear no sound, yeah, yeah, because it, it, they're, they're trying to catch their breath to breathe yeah. <laughs> to let out and the I cry. Was, I was, I was so scared. I was like, yo, did she break her nose? Like her nose was so swollen. I had to drive her all the way to um, Midtown Children's Hospital. I was there for like six hours with the both of them. They took x-rays. And this was in the middle of me and her dad going back and forth to court. So I had to tell him so he didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to use this. For against her, you yeah or mm-hmm. she's abusing the kids and I was in there um, thankfully her nose wasn't broken but it was swollen and um, she just was like a busted and crusted toddler and I just had to realize like okay this is a kid that's gonna be in some shit your older kid girl that's a that's a unicorn okay Every child is not like Anya. But Ari, she be in some shit. So even now, Ari's that kid that gets sick first. So usually, I got a sore throat right now. Ari was sick first. Anya got it. Now I'm getting it because they always talking to me and they always in my face. And Mm -hmm. um, that's another irritation about kids being at daycare is, Mm -hmm. You don't get to dictate your schedule no more. But a pro about daycare is (laughs) you can't fire me for my child having an emergency and me being a single parent. Mm -mm. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. And I guess for me is um, I'm just thankful that I have like a flexible job. Yeah. because if something happens or my kid needs something or i have to be at school for something like that but you know i'll be volunteering and that shit um yeah. i can like just pop away and go to his rescue and then come back to work um yeah and i understand that everybody don't have that kind of flexibility um so i'm just glad that i do But Kobe is the last kid to get there in the morning and he's the first one to go and pick up (laughs) um, because I don't want him there like all day, like, you know, a full nine, hour day. You feel guilty. Yeah, you do. And it's like, and I'm I'm just like, like, it's not enough learning and social interaction in the world. And this (laughs) is the other thing too. You cannot allow anybody else to be your child's first teacher. Mm -mm. Yeah, you have to reinforce the learning at home. The mom has to be your child's first teacher and the dad has to be your child's first teacher because Mm -hmm. you don't want the world teaching your child completely wrong and then you having to help your child unlearn when they get home because that's a lot to put on your plate. So what I did um, with Anya, Anya learned how to read at three. She was spelling my name at two. And what mm-hmm. helped her mm-hmm. was me allowing her to be on my iPad and identify letters. So if you have an iPad, something that your child can have, it doesn't even have to be a child toy. Mm-hmm. The technology is not for adults. The technology of today is for the children. And you gotta and give they, it to And they know person. how to use it. Yes, so they can learn how to adapt faster. And so Anya learned how to read through being on the iPad and my mom reading to her and her writing and me not dictating how she wrote or me not dictating, dictating like how she colored or um, where she wanted to play. And I never talked to Anya like a baby. I never mm-hmm. talked to Aria like a baby. I talked to them yeah. like we've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. That's how I I talk to uh, my son. Yeah. Yeah. They learn a lot of words early. Um, They're very smart. They pick up on things. And you have to be really um, particular about who you have them around also. Because they will pick up their habits. They will pick up how they talk. And they will pick up their mannerisms. And they watch everything. Um, So for Anya, I will say this. Because Anya was with my mom for a very long time. When I had to take her into a daycare, she didn't know how to adapt. So she would think, this teacher in the classroom is here for me. So when every other kid was taking a nap, Anya wanted to read a book. Or she wanted mm-hmm. to sit with the teacher, and she wanted to chop it up. So what you doing after work? So what you doing? And so the teacher would be like, "Um, Anya's good in class. She's good at this. Um she finishes all her work early and I really don't have anything for Anya to do. So I would end up having to buy like workbooks, give them for Anya so she could do it while everybody was napping. So she could stay put or, or tell them to give her a book. And Anya didn't know how to not be so clingy with adults to the point where they thought that it was a behavior issue. And, Mm -hmm. um, when they were like kind of trying to give Anya a new boundary of, no, you can't sit over here with me. You have to sit on your mat or the kids are doing this. Now you got to go with the kids. You can't be in here chilling with me. I'm doing like a lesson plan. Anya would be like, why are you like, kind of like, why are you pushing me off? And they were taking it as, oh, she got a behavior problem. She don't listen. And I remember them um wanting to have a meeting with me. This was at kinder care. And they put me in this room with Anya and they were talking to me about how she's doing academically, but her behavior, we're going to put her on a discipline plan. When you hear that shit and you know your child well enough to know like they don't have a behavior issue, get your child out of there. Because mm-hmm. when a daycare starts to put your child on a discipline plan, When they go to elementary school or magnet school or whatever school, they're going to try to steer them to be in like a special ed classroom because there's something not all the way correct with this one. And so when you know your child's behavior is not negative, it's just they need to adjust that's your time where you got to start looking for somewhere else for your child to be because some places don't have the capacity to deal with 15 other kids in a classroom and the way that your child needs attention also. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes the school might be great, but it's not a good, it's not a good relationship for your child and you're going to have to find uh uh daycare for your child's behavior and how your child learns that mm-hmm. has the, has the bandwidth to manage what your child needs so eventually Anya started to learn boundaries and like this is what children do, you can't do this, there's a time that you can do this and um i eventually she mellowed out, but Ari. I didn't have that issue because Ari was learning how to share at a daycare. She was learning how to share at home. But the issue that I did have with Ari, which is what a lot of people don't talk about is when you're co-parenting and the other parent may have kids, but they're a lot older, your child is is treated like an only child and they don't, it's kind of like everything you taught them at your house, they go to that goes so out the window. They unlearn it, and so mm-hmm. a lot of my frustration with Ari growing up was every boundary I made or discipline I had in place. We cool. Ari come from her dad's house. She's spazzing out for like two hours, or she's super emotional, or she just attacking Anya for every little thing, or um. You know, she's very distant. And that was her trying to adjust with the fact that this is my dad's house. I don't see him until this day. And this is my mom's house. This is how we do things over here. Even like when she was like four or five, I used to be like, Mm -hmm. Ari, pick up your shoes. Well, this is your house. Why don't you pick up my shoes? (laughs) And, And just like, oh. And I have to check myself, like, girl, we was about to fight. I was about to take you in the backyard. We was about to Vaseline it up. Um, First of all, little girl, don't talk to me like that. And pick up your shoes. She was like, well, at my daddy's house, I don't have to do that. Yeah, but you ain't at your daddy's house, Pooh. I don't care. You're not just at your daddy's house. Come pick it up. And so eventually she understood, like, There's certain things that I can do at my dad's house that I can't do here. And Mm -hmm. when your child goes to daycare, that's what they learn too. What I can do at home, what I can't do here. Mm -hmm. What happens when I don't listen here, what happens when I don't listen at home? And sometimes that backfires for the daycare too. If a child is disciplined in a way where they're always hit when they don't do what they're supposed to do, the child at the daycare will act crazy because they know you can't hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is you know? true. So that's why a lot of times disciplining a child can't be hitting them all the time um, or, okay. or talking to them crazy all the time because they got to talk to other people crazy. And <clears throat> you can't. In 2024, it is not wise to keep putting your hands on your child
0: it's not know, and you know
2: it really doesn't do anything it really don't Girl. do anything because they're going to keep doing the same stuff they're going to keep doing the same stuff and they're going build to up, build up a tolerance mm-hmm. for what is about to feel like is what i'm doing worth it or i'm about to make what i'm about to do worth it or you hit on your child on a regular basis and your child is in pull-ups and that teacher has to take your child to the bathroom and they see spots. Obligation-wise, for a job, they got to report them spots. Right, right. Even now, yeah. even now on um, TikTok or Twitter, you post your kids or you're teasing your kids or um, somebody got that um, little girl that's a bit bigger for her size, for her age. Somebody got the, the girl tummy tea. And someone reported. Oh yeah, video. I saw that. I saw that. I someone saw reported the video, and the lady got her kids removed. So yeah, and see people. Parents, be, people. <laughs> listen, as parents, you gotta be mindful about what you post, how you treat your kids, what you do around your kids. Um, we have a lot of younger parents now that mm-hmm. think it's cool to blow smoke that they're smoking in front of their kids. In front of babies or have babies outside and whatever, and have it on video. And my thing is, clearly, there's something not. Listen to Kobe yeah. whispering. And I, I told you, I told you he would walk in here, he would, he would be in the bed. And he would only even sound like he was sleeping. Kobe, it's 10 o'clock. He was... <laughs> He's supposed to be in the bed, I'm trying to tell you. Um, right. But but yeah, people gotta be careful, man. They and they, they be out here like posting and, and making jokes for play play for likes and views. Yeah. Somebody finna um call CPS. Yeah, I will say this, uh because we've been on here for a while, but um at first taking your child to daycare it sucks. Um after a while you, your child starts to understand the routine you start to understand the routine the older that Mm -hmm. your child gets the better it gets you're going to have crappy days you're going to have good days you're going to have days where you're jealous that your it seems like your child has a better relationship with their teacher um than they have with you because they're around them more um or you're gonna have times where you feel like you're the cleaner you know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing mm-hmm. stuff, and you dinner when it comes to kid parties, don't stress yourself out wanting to get Ooh, the biggest or, or, rent, or rent the biggest this because all the prices are higher. Um, your kid is not gonna remember it. The first birthday, mm-hmm. the first birthday for Anya, I made it about me. Um, me too. The second birthday was like whatever. <laughs> The third birthday, we just had a cake at the house. The fourth birthday was very chill. The fifth birthday, we had it at Catcher Air. Um, that was five hundred and thirty dollars altogether. And the reality Wait, is That's how much it costs for catch air? When I did it, you have to do a um, I think 230 deposit. And then when mm-hmm. the date comes, we have to pay the remainder and a um and a gratuity fee. Mm. Um. This is what I will say. Keep it low key. If you want to celebrate keep your it low child's key. birthday, if you want to celebrate your child's birthday, order a cake at Publix. Have yeah. the birthday cake at the house. Have the gifts at the house. And then, if when you want the activity, tell all the parents meet meet us here. We gotta mm-hmm. go to the trampoline place. Have everybody right. pay for whatever they wanna pay for, it, and just hang out. And that be it. Don't make it a big thing. Don't stress yourself out. Yeah, don't be stressed out about it and stuff. Because that's why why I did that with Kobe's very first birthday. Kobe's very first birthday party was like $7,000. Girl, what? $7,000. Literally a down payment on a house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But Kobe's, uh, it was also about me too. But But it was cute. I will tell you, it was very cute. It was, it was, but looking back, I don't think that I should have did all that because um, that was a lot, and I was very stressed out because you wanted to be a certain type of way, and it was so much yep. money already dished out. Like it just had to be right, and um, but I'm thinking about having him a party this year too for his for his fourth birthday, but it's not gonna be that much, and it's gonna be at a place like Catch Air or the trampoline park or somewhere like that yeah that's what I'm saying like um I remember Ari's first birthday I had it at Morgan Falls Park and it was cold I remember that yeah yeah and raining raining. it was raining so so we couldn't use the park and we was under the um bench thing and the guy Mm -hmm. couldn't turn on the fireplace and it was like it wasn't a disaster but it could have been better. But it's just one of those things where I got tired of not being able to be in the moment with my kids and mm-hmm. being the person outskirts, getting the balloons, picking up the cake, making sure yeah, the food, like it's a lot. Sure this like it's mm hmm. Like I'm it, it like takes away the celebration. Yeah. So now I'm just like, especially now that they have like more personality. Um, yeah. One so. is, one is ten. And the other one is six. I'm just like, girls, give me a list Which of I what wanna you do. want. We can do whatever y'all want this weekend. And that's what it is. If people want to come, they could come. But I haven't thrown a birthday party since, yeah. no, since Ari's fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah I no. And I get I it. I don't see the point. You know what I'm saying? I don't and I get point. it, yeah. Get First of all. Anya's last birthday, I couldn't even get balloons because the world is out of helium. <laughs> How the fuck are we out of helium? But I couldn't even get balloons because there was no helium delivered to a bunch of stores, right? And so a lot of places, you you know, before it was cool where you can order balloons off of um, Amazon and then take them to a store and they blow them up, they don't even want to blow up other people's balloons no more because they're not getting the money. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just really like learn how to be in the moment with your kids Mm -hmm. and not be on the outskirts of watching your kids enjoy other things and you like, damn, I'm depleted in my money. I'm depleted in my time. I'm not in none of my pictures. I don't look happy. I look a hot mess. But my baby was cute. My baby had fun. Everybody that came had fun. People got party treats, and I, yeah. you know, I don't do it. And so when it comes, to... and then, you know, care, I don't like, I well, don't, I don't like the pressure of having to like entertain people. Me and it's like okay, y'all here so it's like it's on me to find like games and in music and it's like i don't know like y'all grown, like do what the fuck you want to do <laughs> like leave me alone <laughs> like i don't care um like i hate that about having parties and stuff too especially when it's at your house like you just like you have to do everything and i just don't I what's important is the cake your child having mm-hmm. people around them that they care about and they care about right. them, um, gifts right. that they like, laughs, music, them playing, mm-hmm. and then over it. You know what I'm saying? Is is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids so, are simple. Yeah, don't sweat it. Don't don't overthink it. Um, I reuse birthday bags all the goddamn time. Um, mm-hmm. And the trickery about being a mom or a dad is you don't wait until the birthday to buy shit you buy shit all throughout the year when you have extra money and you just you just hide it in the house and that is why that's why when christmas rolls around i have no idea what to get kobe because i don't wait for like special occasions or birthdays or when he you know has or when something good happens or christmas to buy him like nice stuff or or anything that i just want him to have he you know yeah like you just buy it like whenever you see it but that's but i but every year christmas i don't know what to buy him girl just buy stuff and hide it in the house and then just you don't stress yourself and then when this is another thing enjoy the years when your child doesn't have an opinion but we was in dollar stores we was um at grocery stores, buying stuff. If you give your child $20, they think they got $200. It really don't matter, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, experience, mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to daycares, it's, it's a small time in your child's life. Um,
3: yeah.
2: You know, you have yeah. time. I know right now it sucks because you just feel like, you just feel like you're a machine and all your money is going here. All your money is going mm-hmm. there, and you don't really get like a breather. You feel like you're in water, and you're just treading to make sure you don't drown. Um, yeah. Hopefully- and then for those parents, for, for those parents that go beyond daycare, because when you get into real school, you know some people still gotta pay pay private school tuition. Girl, you know, and that's that, that's a whole different situation. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> And, and um, I'm gonna tell you this too: private school doesn't it, it doesn't make your child better. It doesn't mm-hmm. automatically ensure that your child is going to get the best education. Learning how doesn't. your child learning how your child learns and takes in the information is better than going for the best schools or getting them on the list or doing X, Y, yeah. and Z. Traveling with your child and exposing them mm-hmm. to different cultures
3: yes. is, way,
2: is way better of a teacher than anything else. And take yep. advantage of your child being younger than two and flying for free. Oh, places. yeah. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Because the price of these tickets or think about your child going to school and you want to plan a vacation and now your child is missing two days of school or depending on where you are, Georgia is very strict about how many days your child is out of school. They will call the police on you and give you a warrant. If it's more than 10 days that you're missing out of school. When I was in Philly, they wasn't doing none of that. You know, I had a cousin that. Oh yeah. And it was like, just pass her because she's who that's because Philly is Philly. (laughs) okay so um just be mindful of that and when it comes to this daycare stuff your child doesn't have to be at the daycare that they're at be mindful Mm -hmm. of the fee um check with your state to see what you may qualify for with your income and volunteer yes volunteer if you can um, yeah they do go by gross pay and not your net So a lot of times, Mm -hmm. um, do not look for a daycare or do not try to apply for resources when you about to get a bonus or you working overtime. That is not the time. The time to do that is when, (laughs) when your paycheck is looking very much bare and basic. And where your paycheck is about three checks, you might qualify. for the the state to pay for your daycare. Also, just because your job offers um, insurance, health insurance for your kids and you, do not put your children on your goddamn health insurance if the state pays for children's insurance for free. Mm. So I work for an insurance company and I can put my daughters on my insurance, but I'm gonna tell you straight up, the same goddamn doctors that they going to get if I pay for the insurance versus the same doctors that they going to get if the state pays for it. It don't matter. And so they haven't been on my insurance for years. But at the beginning, I thought I was doing a thing by having them on my insurance. But really, I'm taking more money out of my check per check for insurance when I could just be paying for myself. So take advantage of what the state will do for kids, um, just off tops, regardless of how much you make. So um, the girls do have state insurance. I am changing their pediatrician, but once they get around like 10 and six, they're really not going to a pediatrician unless they're sick or they need a physical. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So Mm -hmm. a lot of times you want to make sure that you're picking a good pediatrician also, because some of them can be assholes. Some of them can be be like, oh, I've been doing this for 31 years. There's nothing wrong with your baby. And then you go to somebody else and you'll be like, okay, your baby is allergic to this grass, um, hairs on this type of animal and cannot have shellfish because that was Ari. I had to take Ari to a lot of different doctors and she had to get an allergy test um, where they put all of these different things on her back and they see what gives her bumps, what the rash looks like, and then they tell me what she's allergic to. And Mm -hmm. one of those kids where when she gets sick, she has a rash all over her body. Um, She gets fever, she has a rash all over her body. And when it comes to daycares, they quick to call you up and be like, "Um, something's wrong with your baby. You need to come get her. Or your baby has pink eye. You need to come get her. Or mm-hmm. your child is um having yeah, diarrhea. A fever. You need to come get her. And I'm just like y'all. Y'all need to chill. But you're better safe than sorry because, uh, what is that hand, foot, and mouth um thing mm-hmm. is going around still. Kids are still getting COVID. And when you have small kids like that, it's very dangerous if they can't breathe. Or you might not even know that your child has asthma, you're just sending them wherever. Or you might have a grandparent that smokes and maybe they don't Mm -hmm. smoke in the air, but the smoke is in the clothes, the furniture, the rug, and they just crawling around ingesting it. So you just got to be mindful of that. when you just have people watching your kid. But yeah, it sucks for a while. Sometimes you might look up with a good daycare system. Sometimes yeah. you yeah. might be lucky to have aunts that you trust or friends that you trust. Or maybe you are pregnant with your friend at the same time and when she goes to work, you know, you watch her kids, vice versa. And maybe it works out like that. Or maybe you just like one of the lucky ones where your husband goes to work and you can stay home and just really take in your kids, but everybody mm-hmm. is not everybody is not mentally capable of being with their kids all the goddamn all time. the time, or just being a stay at home mom with with nothing to do. Because I'm gonna be straight up with you, when I was on maternity leave for Ari. It was like Groundhog Day in that hole. I was tired of doing the same thing every day. I felt like my titties belonged to her. I felt like all my job was to shower today, feed her, change her, wash her, lotion her, do the laundry, fold the laundry. And I was just like, damn, ain't nothing else for me to do. And so
3: I remember
2: remember, um, counting down the days for me to go back to work. I remember getting to work and not knowing what my job was or what my password was. I remember yeah, that getting, was...
3: Into,
2: girl, getting into my car and not knowing where the buttons were in my car to be able to do what I needed to do. I was so out of place and out of my mind and a lot of people don't understand how taxing it is to be a new mom and then be like, okay, I'm gonna go back to work now, or I'm gonna have a job now, and I'm gonna come home. And you come home, and your child is sleeping. So that means you didn't see your child today. Physically, mm-hmm. you saw your child. In the oh dream. yeah. Physically, you saw your child at night, but you didn't spend any time with them today. And day in and day out, and just seeing that your lifestyle is stealing time away from your kid is very fucking depressing. Yeah, and see, I don't know if I can handle that. Like, i've yeah. I've never had a day like where I don't um, um, see. Cause, well, unless he was with you know his 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 dad, but as far as like during the week, like I done worked all day and then coming home, like I never had a day like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. hopefully I don't have one. Yeah, I hated those days, but they're over. These suckers are in here sleeping, snoozing away, and I'm paying all the bills. <laughs> They're my broke <laughs> They're my broke <laughs> friends. My broke- Eating, leaving water running, um, put in the toilet tissue on the sink, leaving stuff on the floor. But every transition comes with different woes. And mm-hmm. so maybe you're at the daycare stage. Now I'm at the stage where Sometimes I have to shave my child's armpits. Um, I'm teaching I'm teaching the girls how to keep the bathroom clean. I'm teaching Anya how to wash dishes properly, um, how to prepare for her possibly getting her cycle. Like, oh, everything yeah, comes yeah. so fast. And so yeah. I say that to say, enjoy it. Try to find some joy in it. Um, it mm-hmm. gets frustrating. Um, I did feel like a psycho when my children were t- toddlers because my my day wasn't mine. It belonged to my priorities. Um, now I'm at a point where I can balance out my weekends because I was working a job that required me to be there on a Saturday for eight fucking hours.
3: Oh, God.
2: Now, I'm working for the same company but a different position and I don't work weekends. I swear mm-hmm. to you. Could, no job could ever pay me enough to work a To weekend. work on a weekend. No. Mm-mm. It's not happening. You No, know? nope, we ain't doing that because that's when the kids are out of school. Like, what you mean? Period. It's not happening. So, my thing is like, I'm trying to figure out how I could have a four-day work week. <laughs> okay. I'm but trying. I heard that some jobs are going to start incorporating that in some schools. Like my nieces are um about to start doing a four-day school week. Because it doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. You know? But I just to- feel like it don't take you five days to get shit done. Like... It don't take you five days to get shit done. <laughs> it don't take you eight hours to get shit done. No. And, um, It's really, I feel like, the american generalized work life is made to um put people in boxes of where they don't have opportunities because you didn't go to this school or your your family doesn't come from this money so you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be able to have this time to yourself for your dreams and aspirations and this person we got to make sure all their time is taken because you didn't go to college or you know, you didn't work here or you don't have this much money or you're not invested in this. And the reality is your parents could be um, janitors and you could become a millionaire tomorrow. You know, it's really about how hard you want. Who you you are, yeah, and your character. Your discipline, your boundaries, Mm -hmm. what you're willing to invest, what you're willing to miss out on. Um, to be to become great for, and I do not want people to get so desperate to where they start leaving their kids with anybody because that's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, but yeah, daycare sucks. Daycare is expensive, but daycare is something that's needed. Um, I don't think the whole village concept is coming back. I think that's done with um, for many reasons. But though until you know shit starts making sense as far as like what our work is, what's the maximum, what's the minimum people can make, what's the maximum a house can cost, what's the maximum rent can be for a certain amount of space, we're going to be limited on how people can help us because yeah, if we all need help individually. How dare you ask somebody else that needs help for help? Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. this this government is doing. This government is making it so the people cannot help the people. Mm-hmm. However, so it, what? however, you still gotta take care of your kids. <laughs> you, still of your kids. Okay? you still gotta take care of your kids. There is is, is no exception to that. Yeah, your kids are not other people's responsibility. And please, 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 if you grew up and your mom had six kids because she needed the second kid to take care of what the first kid needed and she needed the third kid to take care of what the first kids needed, do not continue that cycle. Yeah, like don't be having your oldest kid be a parent to your other young kids. Because that's, that's a different type of trauma to where... A lot of parents are now realizing that they will never be grandparents because you made your oldest kid become a parent too soon, and now they want to live a life where they never have kids. They're traumatized, Mm -hmm.
0: okay?
2: They already had mm -hmm. kids mentally. They already had kids kind of physically, and they want their freedom like a young grandma. And so... You got to realize like kids need the time to be kids because it's a short time for them to be kids before they're preteen and then they're teenagers and then they're young adults and then they're stupid 20 year olds. And yeah, you got to give them the room, you know what I'm saying? Um,
4: yeah, to be a kid.
2: And and please do not live through your kid. Be, just because you like baseball doesn't mean your son's gonna like baseball. Just because you play mm-hmm. basketball, I mean, your daughter's going to play basketball. Even though Anya's tall as shit, she is not athletic. She's very lazy. So I can't be like, Anya, <laughs> you have to play basketball. Or Anya, you have to play mm-hmm. basketball. Or, Anya, you have to play soccer yeah. because your legs are long. Maybe she mm-hmm. wants to dig in the dirt. I got to allow her to dig in the dirt. Yeah, God to your kids uh, gravitate to what they want to do. Yeah, so I'ma play these two messages and then be done. Okay.
5: Headed up to pick my kids up right now. So I'll just be listening in the back, back chat. But yeah, we're missing a village. Yeah, we're missing a village. Um, I live in LA and my Ooh. children's mom is from Chicago. And so she only has like her mom out here. And then my parents, they weren't really around. But They live like an hour away, they weren't really around when I was raising these two kids, so it's kind of weird. Um, they would take them on the weekends, that's that's a lot, actually. Actually, the fact that they would take them on the, on the my kids on the weekend that helped us out a lot, a lot. But uh, we're not in the same environments, we seem to have gone from further environments away from our family, and that's rough. And I remember my, my parents, uh, you know, coming from Panama and living over here, they didn't have much family to trust, and so our babysitters uh we're actually quite abusive there's some things that happened to me in my childhood due to neglect that i never told my parents
2: mm. Mm. interesting yeah well my family's in a different state too so yeah i definitely um understand that but yeah i don't think that we have the village and i think that's because of what i said before like these older generations are not trying to raise kids anymore after they didn't raise you like right you know you can't just like i could see you know getting for a weekend or stepping in if they want to but it's not a requirement for them to take you know take your kids and raise your kids you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i'll put this last message
5: i'll be honest what i want is to move back into the black community um i'm over here in armenia land over here in Los Angeles, I won't necessarily say where, where, but if you know where it is, then let me know. I mean, you don't have to let me know. If you know where it is, you know where it is. But yeah. basically, I want to move back to the center of Los Angeles, where I came from. Like Compton and and uh, Westwood and um, Culver City and all, all that area. Um, because that's where I felt more at home. Like I had family and friends that look like me that I can trust. And we can build mm-hmm. that bond. And... Um, because out here in foreign town, <laughs> I can't build a village. I can't even trust my neighbor to that extent. There's a lot of anti-blackness that is riddled in all of us, and especially in them. But if I'm closer to black people, then I'm hoping there's less anti-blackness. Uh, but at least I can build some trust with them, oh, especially with my kids. Uh, I feel
2: that. I feel that, too, because my neighbor across the street. Um, and then I have the nanny or sitter across the street too. So I have two people literally across the street that will come here, or I can send my son there, um, to watch him, or they'll keep him. And sometimes they'll just offer, you know, mm. like right across the street. That's good. Um, it's hard. Um, but I feel like now. Because I lived in a neighborhood where it was majority black people and I wasn't comfortable. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Because <laughs> I saw I saw their dynamic with their own family and I'm just like, nah. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. And I created this bubble in my house and I feel like my house has always been a bubble of safety for my kids because Mm -hmm. I feel like I was robbed of my childhood for many reasons. Um, And I didn't want my kids to ever worry about that. So I'm Mm -hmm. very big on protecting my kids' childhood and protecting my kids as human beings so they don't grow up um, tainted by yeah. people you know what i'm saying and yeah i'm not saying you know my life is ruined because that was how i grew up i'm just saying it's, it's it was harder for me to develop safe relationships with people because i always felt like i had to be on defensive mode or protective mm-hmm. mode when girl you don't got to turn that on but i'm not sure So it's just on until I need to turn it off. And so for them, it's kind of like, yeah, my mom let me sleep over at at friends' houses. They not doing that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, 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 they're not not doing that. I could be at my aunt's house and my mom could be gone to do something else. I'm not leaving my kids at my aunt's house. I have Mm-mm. family members that my kids don't know on purpose. Um yeah. there's only a few relatives that my kids can go to, but mm-hmm. I often. And um, the way that I grew up, my relationship with men was ruined very early for me. Whereas uh I just wasn't trusting of males, period.
3: Oh yeah. And, so, yeah. and so my
2: relationship with even family members that were men was very like iffy and standoffish because I got I to gotta fucking, I got to research everybody, you know what I'm saying? I got to dissect everybody before I'm ever comfortable. Uh, and that doesn't matter, like relatives doesn't matter. And so now for me, when I actually see families that work and families that are healthy. I'm just like, damn, y'all rich. Yeah. And when I say that, people are like, we're not rich. We ain't got money. I'm just like, not rich like that, but like rich, like you actually have a healthy family. And when y'all get together and y'all can do stuff and y'all trust each other and y'all mm-hmm. vacation together. I didn't see that growing up. You know, yeah. like when when my family got together to eat, we ate, it was cool. And then after we ate, somebody drank or somebody got into an argument and it got really violent. And it was just like this rotation of why we keep getting together to just fight, to just be gossiping about each other and then be off on our separate islands. And so Mm -hmm. um, I don't want my kids to see that. And so Mm -hmm. if
3: if my relationships
2: with my family and my friends ain't healthy, my kids ain't exposed to it. I don't fight in front of my kids. I don't argue with people in front of my kids. I don't have love-hate relationships um, in front of my kids. I don't expose them to people who have it. Um, even when like Ari's dad is not on like good terms with his girlfriend, he'd be like, um, this weekend is not a good weekend. Can you keep Ari? And I'm just like, cool. I don't need no details. But I trust him as far as like knowing, should Ari be here? Should Ari yeah. hear? Should Ari witness this? And so, the, is that is that type of stuff that you have to be as a parent, which makes it so exhausting. Because yeah, once you become a parent, you're it's never about you anymore. Once your child is twenty, you scared to answer phone calls from your kid. Mm-hmm. If you it's don't your know, kid, yes, you don't know if it's an emergency. You don't know if yeah. it's a precinct. You don't know if mm-hmm. it's a hospital. You don't know why the yeah. police is pulling up. Like, it's scary as shit. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, men will be about their daughters dating? <laughs> Please. Them boys don't think they have to deal with their daddies. You're going to have to deal with me because I'm going to be all up in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be all up in your business. That's how I'm gonna be with my son like uh I'm gonna put him on game because like these bitches will be out here wilding. Okay. Like, you, you you gotta be aware of 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 some women just trying to and set I, you and up. I'm very strength. mindful of like you know Anya she's going to deal with a different dynamic because she's growing up without her dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be her dad for her. Um yeah. But. Ari's going to have a different dynamic, too, where her dad, I feel like her dad never wants to see what Ari needs to work on. And I don't like that because he's always trying to look for the good in Ari constantly. And when you do that with a kid and you don't address what they need to work on, they grow up with this, ain't nothing wrong with me, something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be a lot of her dad, you know, pouring into her, which I love and me checking her on the things she needs to improve and it's going to be that constant dynamic so it could be balanced because i'm not having no daughter of mine grow up and think some some boy or some man her age is supposed to fill the shoes that her dad did because Mm -hmm. ain't nobody about to love you like your dad they're not supposed to Ain't no Mm -hmm. woman out there about to love your son like you because they're not supposed to. It's a Mm -hmm. different dynamic. And so I don't want my daughters going out in the world thinking they're entitled to people doing things for them or them being able to say something. And I don't want none of that hierarchy. I want pleasant, decent, intelligent, independent, but I know how to work with somebody as a partner women coming up out of my house yeah yeah and do you like i don't want to be like one of those moms just like all in her son business because i don't yeah. want my son to, i don't want my son to be my man like i want to raise him to grow up and have his own family do his own thing so i can go do my own thing yeah. <laughs> um, you know so i'm not going to be one of those moms like you do you find you a good wife he who yeah. finds a good wife, and um yeah i won't be in i won't be in your next. i won't listen I'm, I'm gonna be the don't call me unless yeah that's how i'm gonna be, through, Mom. yeah yeah like don't call me if you ain't gonna divorce her listen don't call me if y'all just having a little dispute now don't call me if a, you don't want me to pull fighting. up you know, how, you know how i'm gonna pull up mm-hmm. Like, y'all would be fighting at breakfast and then back in love by dinner time. Okay. I, don't time. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time. no part. But, yeah. But thank yeah, you guys but, for listening. Um, thank you, Kiki, for giving me your time. Um, yes, of course. Of course. Of course. And I'll just say, lastly, um, I do like my son's daycare. Um I ain't had no issues yet. A, a few mishaps, but nothing major. But I do like his daycare. I love his teachers. I love the activities he's in, and I do love um and he's learning and he's being challenged for a young oh, this is what I to boy talk about before we get off of here because you did bring this up um, your child having something that belongs to them that's theirs and another kid wanting it teaching you te- teaching your child how to be assertive and not mean is an art mm-hmm. and oh yeah. I, <laughs> I yes. think um, I think Caucasian people are masters at this, because mm-hmm. it's rare that other people give them pushback. But mm-hmm. when they're getting pushback on, no, um, I understand that you want to play with this, but this is mine. You can wait, or maybe next time. It's like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? And, and it's just like you just gonna have to keep reiterating the same shit with them, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're gonna have to teach your your child, girl or boy, how to do that and not throw hands or not kick and make a scene. Mm-hmm. Get physical, that's yeah. When it you know, Karens didn't become Karens overnight as adults. They were Karens when they were in elementary school. They were Karens mm-hmm. as teenagers.
3: They
2: were Karens as uh, high schoolers. 20 year olds, yep. 30 year olds, you know what I'm saying? It's unchecked behavior. Okay. Um, so there's that. But
3: yeah.
2: yeah. 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 That's true. Good that's luck. True. Good luck on your daycare stuff. Um, if there's any parent dealing with daycare crap, research. call state. Call the state. Yeah. Research a different daycare. Always check your child's butts and their back when they come from daycare. Um, Check their feet. Check their hands. um, Check their hair. Wash their hair properly because kids be playing in sand, and sand be equaling bugs and lice and ringworm. And their bag, wash their clothes. If there's a diaper that's been sitting in the diaper bag for months, Throw it away because you don't know what's on it and probably cracker crumbs all between and feet. keep up with your stuff labels order some labels on Etsy if you need to because the handwritings fade after a while yes please Lysol everything clean your car seat don't be that mom or that dad just because yeah. you have vehicle and you have a toddler doesn't mean that your car needs to look like should be dirty mm. vacuum. get that. a car vacuum get a yeah. car vacuum. Eighteen dollars yes. on Amazon. <laughs> and on TikTok. And yeah. um, if you're a smoker, please mm. wash your children's bags, clothes, jackets, and try to refrain from doing it in the car because when you drop your child off at a daycare, it's on everything. They will call CPS on you too for that. Ooh! So be careful because... My son's father can't can't drop him off at school or pick him up. Lord. Because <laughs> apparently he, he don't know how to turn it off. Um and I'm not gonna be getting CPS called on us. Like no. Sorry. Right. But yeah y'all be great um enjoy your kids uh this was cozy womb podcast you can find this podcast on any podcast platform um there is a cozy womb shop if you want to buy merch for this podcast i am on instagram um at the c z y w m b pod or podcast i had mo i had two pages but one of them got hacked so look for the most mm. recent Um, Look for the most recent one with the cover above. The link is above if you want to check out the podcast. I have over a thousand episodes talking about parenting stuff. I don't know if there's anything I haven't talked about, which is probably maybe miscarriage because I never had one. Um, Mm. I haven't talked about being married with kids because I've never been married. Um, I do have an episode about miscarriage, but it wasn't mine. It was someone else talking about it. Um mm-hmm. I haven't had an episode talking about adoption because I've never experienced that. Um if you do know somebody, please recommend them. I would love to have them on the show. But I try to be as honest and blunt about the real about this parenting stuff so people can be better than me, learn from me or understand where somebody else is coming from in their life experiencing that thing. But um hopefully this episode helps somebody So you don't feel like you the crazy one with this daycare because it can get crazy. Um, Lastly, I will say if you have any books in your house that your child has outgrown before you throw them away or take them to Goodwill, see if the daycare needs a donation of books because sometimes they be low on books. Kids be trifling with their books at a daycare and maybe you want to donate books there. I do it all the time. Um, Any gently used toys, clean them, see if the daycare wants them. Before you throw them away. Um, Yeah, that's it. Anything, Keith? No, I don't have anything. You pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, Good episode. Yes, it was a great episode. I thought I was going to do overtime. Good episode. Yeah, I just hope that everybody who has to deal with daycare, I hope that you find a good school that works for you and your family and that works yes. for you and your kid. Yes. Okay. Um, and research. Research, research, research. Ask those hard questions. Um, ask those uncomfortable questions. Don't be afraid to put to put anybody on the spot because oh, it's, it's you're, you're a child. This is what I want to tell y'all for the parents. There is an app called The Offender locator and it's basically an app where you could put in your address and it tells you all of the sexual offenders close to your area what their charges are Um, sometimes it shows their picture sometimes it'll tell you you can call the precinct and ask the details of their charges so you're just aware of who is in your neighborhood who's around your schools um, what you should be on on alert for it tells you where they live It tells you what they did it gives you the dates and all the details but it's a great app to have it's called the offender locator you can download it it doesn't cost you anything Um, there are features in it if you want more you can pay for it to be more but for the most part i have it they email me any new updates um currently where i live there aren't anybody Any people in my neighborhood that's on this, but it's great to have just to be aware of your surroundings, especially when you pick parks to take your kids to because um, sex offenders cannot be around schools, but they are not, you know, bounded by parks. Just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's it. I'm done. All right. Thank you for checking this out, Capri. Y'all have a great night. Um, Enjoy your Thursday. It's almost Friday. Tomorrow will be my Friday, though. But I did not tell my kids because then they would want to hang out. And it's not a girl's date. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm not staying. Clearly, I'm not doing no OT because the devil is a lie. Um,
0: We get started
2: tomorrow with Kobe. Oh, Lord. I'll tell you when I'm putting out this episode. All right. Good night. Thank you for listening. Good night. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Don't forget, if you would like to join a live sh- recording, you can when I do record on Stereo app, which is what I was using to talk to Kiki and other guests that did comment live and uh, come on the show. Uh, daycare, it's a journey, okay? Um, You're going to have highs and lows, but The graduation process for parents is once you don't have to rely on daycare to be able to maneuver throughout your day, it's a glorious feeling, but you do have to go through it to get through it. And um, that's how I looked at pregnancy. That's how I looked at labor, Um, worrying about not liking it while you're in it is pointless because you're going to have to deal with it, but you don't have to deal with that particular daycare. Um, Unfortunately, there's no other way to have a baby but to go through pregnancy. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's no other way to get a baby out but through labor. But when it comes to childcare and daycare and who gets to watch your child and who is around your child in your absence, as a parent, you get to have a say in that. So um, I wish you guys the best, and please do all your research. And please feel free to go back in other Cozy Womb episodes to see what resonates with you to help. I appreciate you. Peace.
4: Bye. Bye.